only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Just a reminder to subscribe. It would absolutely make your favorite dad's day. Enjoy the episode, guys. Yeah. All settled in? I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. You can kick us off. I'm going to kick it off. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Father Knows Something. That's like your customer service voice. So we have had a crazy week, and I will start by saying I'm really happy that I get to do a show with you again. We're doing two today. We're going to bang them out because we have a traveling uh, itinerary for the next four weeks. So I don't know how we're going to do all this stuff. Morgan and I are also starting this, and we never complain, but... It's hot outside and been running around and a little dehydrated. So I had a little headache. We hadn't eaten. She's got a little headache. We just ate. It's been a rough day. So we're going to kick this. We're (laughs) going to kick this pig. (laughs) God, I've done after these two, I'll have done six episodes this week. And and you have to and you've edited them or you still have to edit them. I edited two episodes this week. So guys. And I have one more to edit. Boy. <laughs> and 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 I would take I'm going to since I'm I am going to post some of the stuff that I've been doing this week for just for work and you guys will see it is very detailed almost like a heart surgeon even though nobody's going to die from what I do. No, you've been soldering circuit boards and getting ready to go make a new memorial board. So I'm going to I got a big travel schedule. Yeah. So I'm going to be visiting for people that are out there. I'm going to be Washington, D.C., Alexandria, Virginia. I'll be in Maryland. Uh, Toronto, Canada might get snuck in there. And then back to Minnesota and then back to L.A. for an overnight to head out to back to Sydney, Australia. That sounds like torture. It's it's going to be a big one. So it's a a crazy three weeks ahead of me. And... um, we're going to do it and we're going to get these shows in and we're going to be as consistent as we possibly can be for you guys. So Morgan has found some good themes. Yes. I, um, I had some help from our intern, Lucy. So we're going to do two themes today. Okay. One is defying like stereotypical gender roles. Okay. Just how do you kind of go against the grain of that kind of stuff? And then the other is in-laws. I'm 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 interested in the first one. That'll be a lot of fun. Okay, we'll start with that one then. Let's go. In-laws has some juicy stuff though, so don't rule it you out. You know, my job is to show up for you and just be here. <laughs> and you you've always led the uh, the team, so I'm going to let you continue and lead the team. Okay, here we go. So where you, wherever you want to start, I'm down. Okay, go. At least say please. Please. Let's get going. Okay. So this first one, 
I, 25 female, want to propose to my boyfriend, 28 male, of over six years. Me and my boyfriend have been together for over six years now and have been very clear since we met that we wanted marriage and a family. We said I love you two weeks in, and he's told me since that he knew I was the one and wanted to marry me. He's even told me he knew when he wanted to propose, but six years later, and he still hasn't. In the last year, we bought a house that needed a lot of renovations, and during the process, he suffered an injury that required surgery, so he was out of work, which was a financial setback. He blames that on why I still don't have a ring, but he's been back to work since October of 2022 and has a good-paying job with overtime. Last time I asked, he said it was happening this year. My issue is I'm sick of waiting. Life is so short, and I'm just over it. To the point of, let's just go get married. We don't need a huge fancy wedding. I just want it done. I'm debating proposing to him, but he said if I ever do, he will say no. I'm at a loss. Do I just suck it up and see if he proposes this year like he says, or put my big girl pants on and just ask myself. This is a reversal of the roles, it isn't it? It is. It's not something you typically see. You know, but it's not against it's not against the law. And I have heard a lot of people that have, I, there are stories of women that I know that have gone to the guy and said, you know something, marry me. Mm-hmm. I've seen TikToks of uh, the women proposing and the guy did get a little bullied in the comments. Like the comments weren't as, supportive and like happy they kind of gave him a hard time about it so you know it, I, that that to me sucks because it it shouldn't be that way like let people be happy and yeah, do what they want yeah, and 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 i know the way it used to be that the man was the one that supported the family and you know it, we're in a different era today you know let's get with the 21st century and uh prepare ourselves for the next century let's let's get out of this archaic caveman mentality yeah i mean so that being said, I think be very clever and do something that's going to be fun and um, do your thing. What if she does that and he says no? Well, then is he saying no to marriage at this moment or is he saying, no, I don't want to be with you? Mm-hmm. Now, we already know the answer. He wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. You know, men get... I mean, I'm, I, I only can talk about me. And guys, you know, when, when I was financially struggling in the very big beginning of my, my youth, and then all of a sudden I was making some money and, you know, I, I still never felt that there was a security thing there. It held me back from asking a woman that I probably should have asked to marry me, not to because the expectation, I knew what she wanted for a ring and I couldn't buy the ring at that moment. And I knew what she wanted to have for her lifestyle. I couldn't provide at that moment in time. So there's a lot of pressure that we feel as men, at least I felt as a man back at that time. And we're going back 50, you know, 45, you know, 40 years ago, 45 years ago. Yeah. And that it, it prevented me from moving forward to say, marry me. Where if I had that, you know, if I knew if I had everything that she, quote, wanted, it was all materialism. So it was probably the best that I didn't marry that woman. Even though she, you know, later in life, she chimed out and then she realized it wasn't important. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's really to make them realize that it's not about the ring. It's about the commitment. And Yeah. 
and get the, get the idea of that diamond, that four carat, three carat, two carat, one carat out of your brain and just let them know that I don't care if it's a fucking Band-Aid. And I don't think like a lot of people out there, I, I'm in that boat. I didn't need a diamond. Mm-hmm. I didn't need that. I don't, I'm, I haven't gone there yet, but like, I don't need those things. Mm-hmm. And I made it very clear. And I think there's this misconception. There are definitely some girls that fully believe he should be spending three months salary on my mm-hmm. ring and blah, 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 blah. Like there are some people out there like that. But I think more so people don't care. They just want the commitment. They want something nice. They want something that they're going to enjoy wearing every day. Yeah, when they when people see it, they'll say, wow. It's beautiful. It fits you. It looks great. But, but I'm happy with it. It's my mm-hmm. ring. I love it. It looks good. But I think a lot of times guys do think, oh, I got to get something big. and blah, blah. Like, It's intimidating for us. Trust me. Yeah. It is intimidating. And I think the point you make about financial stability is really important too, because that's something Justin has talked about. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, the past couple of years, he just hasn't felt ready. He hasn't felt financially stable and have like the success that you should have in your life career wise to get married. He's like, I'm not there yet. And I'm like, but that like, I I don't need that. I got a trick for you on that one. Yeah. You want to hear it? Let's hear it. I'm really glad. Life if I knew back then what I know now, it's not about being prepared and having everything in place to do it. It's about doing it and doing it together where you guys get it to get it in place. And you go, it may be a struggle that we got married with nothing, but look what we built together. Mm-hmm. And that is the trick. Because if I learned that when I was 20, you know, 21 or 20, whatever it was, I would have married my first my first love. Yeah. But and I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't have been here. You would have been different. But look, I don't know if that would have lasted either because being that we were so young, I then went through, you know, that hormonal stage with a guy where I, you know, I was on autopilot and I was looking everywhere and I wasn't satisfied in my relationships and I was a whore or a man whore. You would have self-sabotaged. I would have self-sabotaged and it took years to get beyond all that bullshit. Yeah. I I grew up slowly on that one. Do you have any, with this story from our writer here, do you have any inclination that he's just stalling and maybe doesn't want the commitment or or like is all talk? I, I, I don't think that it's a stall. He doesn't want the commitment. I mean, he's been in a relationship with her. They bought a house together. They're, they're together. They're a Mm -hmm. couple. That's clear. You know, this title thing, it, you know, some of these, some people just because of the relationship that they, they witness with their parents. And you know, again, I'm not a psychologist. Yeah. I, I'm just your dad. But we we do know, like, I mean, Justin saw his parents go through a terrible divorce and that did, that did kind of affect his view on it. So, and, and I, and I, and I have my own damage from my parents' relationship that, you know, Certainly affected me all my yeah, life. Yeah, we all do. We're all a little banged up. So, you know, there are things that might be there that he just has to kind of get through. The fact that you're going to, you know, somehow in your proposal, word it in a such a way that he understands that life together is is the course that you want to have. And to have this bond and this partnership, and you can't imagine doing it with anybody other than him. Hmm. And we want to go forward. You know, we've 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 made strides to to buy a home together. 
this is all part of living the life and, and, and our story. And I want, I want to, I want to, I want to take our story to the next chapter marriage. So I'm a little torn. Okay. So he does say it's happening this year. Mm-hmm. Our writer says here, last time I asked, he said it was happening this year. He even told me he wanted to propose he, it almost sounds like he kind of has a plan. Like he's told me since that he knew I was the one and wanted to marry me. I know for me personally, I'm, I kind of feel like I relate a little to this one because Justin walked out of our first date and told his friend, like, get the wedding invites ready. Mm-hmm. And Justin has told people his idea for a proposal. So with this and him saying it's happening this year, should she at least wait until the end of the year? Well, it, it, let me ask you this question. Is it a sign of disrespect that she's not respecting what he said? It could be. I, so, and I get not being patient. I'm the least patient person there is. So, you know, and and you don't want to propose. And then he had this elaborate plan for a trip and a photographer in the bush or, you know, whatever he's thinking about. And mm-hmm. then you kind of squashed that because you took that from him. So is there that, at least wait until the end of the year. Uh, there, and- there might be. I mean, there. I mean, we can play all these different thoughts. Look, it's a definite defiance and disrespect to what he asked and said, "Don't do it." And she is. And he did say he would say no. And he said no. He would. He would say no. Yeah, that, that's tough. That's real. Um, in all this, it's it's not about not. You know, if he. Has he said in the, and she didn't say this, that he's been telling me for two years he's going to do it this year. She didn't say that. Mm -hmm. So I would give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, look, you've got a long life ahead of you. There's nothing's going to change between now and the end of the year for him to do it. If he doesn't do it by December 31st at midnight, uh, at uh, (laughs) 1159, you know, I would have some handcuffs handy, chain them down to the roof and say, sit there, dude, for a minute. I got to tell you something. I want to ask you something. Hey, 12.01 at you know midnight, January 1st, you can propose then. And that honestly- That's fair. That might be a good way to do it because you could say, hey, you said it was happening this past year and it didn't. So now it's my turn, buddy. That's it. Here we go. I'd, I'd get the handcuffs, chain them down. T- no, okay. We're not going that far. I think it's funnier than shit. <laughs> oh. You're like literally, you know who you remind me of? No. Who do I remind you There's of? There's this show, New Girl. Have you ever watched it? Yeah. You know the character Winston? No. Winston loves pranks and he will like talk about pranks and then all of a sudden he'd be like, too far? And everyone's like, yeah, too far. And you are literally Winston. Like he put a badger up in the vents at a wedding. Like you just take it you, too you, far. Do you remember what I did to your Uncle Scotty with the desk? Yeah. I mean, I-, I That I, was fair. I mean, I literally went out and bought a- A, a, a du- desk, a yeah. Bull, a, a, a duplicate of my father's desk that my brother donated to uh, a school that, you know, Trust me, this thing was like a $25,000 suite. And it was okay that he donated. I was a little upset because my father would have donated it somewhere different. But Scott had his own thing. And he said, you gave it to me. It was on the piss on it rule. You know the piss on it rule. It's mine. I can do no what backs, I want. No takebacks. No takebacks. No takebacks. And you know, I, I was a little upset about it. So I bought another one. And it was beaten up. I mean, it was destroyed. And I put it on a truck. And at Christmas Eve, I put it on his driveway with a note from the from the school 
saying that we've made some changes in our in our school. We don't need this anymore, and we know that it was important to your family. So we thought we'd return it. And if you looked at it, it this thing was just destroyed. And my brother was like, they didn't call me to pick it up. And, not a lot of, and he started to cry. I mean, it was really to the next level of, of pain for him. And <laughs> I showed up for Christmas Eve and said, hey, what's going on? What's dad's desk doing on the driveway? <laughs> and then one of the other guests said, what's it doing in the dirt? And did it look like this when you gave it to him? <laughs> That's just a got, good one. And then he called the school, and I mean, this oh, isn't about me. This no. whole thing, but needless to say, yes, I could take pranks a little too far. Yeah, just a little. Um, so, where do we leave off on this one? We do have an ideal outcome of getting engaged one way or another. Additional Wait, info: He's New a Year's good. Eve. Additional info: He's a good man, and my family loves him. I couldn't imagine being with anyone else. This just confuses me. Hand handcuffs, twelve oh one. Tie him down. Make him sit there and listen to you. It's worth a shot. And if he says no, like, I think that also might be an answer. Like, as hard as it is, there is a saying that Alejandro and I talked about. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Mm -hmm. Like, if he wants to, he will. Mm -hmm. And so give him the end of the year. Let him follow it out. That rides out the respect level. That's respect. That's the respect level. And then if, you know, you did want to propose, you could try it. But if he says no, like you're getting a very solid answer of like, I don't think he'll say no. And he probably won't. And, and some people are goofy. Like he might look at it as like, well, we bought a house together. We are practically married. Why? What's the difference? Why do we need it? There are people like that. And so he could be one of those too, Mm -hmm. but that's something you'll have to come to terms with then. It's like, do I want to be with this person and have this life? And is a marriage, the title, the certificate, the significant value worth it to me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it'll come to that probably. So keep us posted. I want an update on this for sure. Yeah, it's, it's it, I, I just want, wait, I'm going to, hopefully it'll be before uh, New Year's Eve. But if we don't hear from you on New Year's Eve, I know when I say Happy New Year, for someone that at 12.01, <laughs> you're going to have the handcuffs out, chain them to the Dad, roof. No handcuffs. What roof? Whatever they, she does. She, I, I I visualize this beautiful romantic uh What's rooftop. she going to chain him to? A pipe? This isn't the Titanic. <laughs> we'll find something. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Just do it nicely. Okay. Have fun. Let us know how you did it. Yeah. <laughs> Moving along. Dad's a little screwy, isn't he? A little. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. All right, here we go. Roll on, number two. Hey, Jerry. First of all, I really love your show and Two Hot Takes and the advice you give. First of all, I would like to apologize for any mistakes I make. English isn't my first language. I, 19 female, have two brothers. One of them is older, 20 male, and one is younger, 13 male. And I feel like I always get a different treatment from them by my family. For example, when my older brother goes out, my parents just say, okay, when will you be home? Whereas when I want to go out, they always ask me so many questions. 
And I have to tell them where I'm going with who. And I just find it really frustrating as I feel like they don't trust me or something like that. I also get asked to do a lot more chores around the house than them. For instance, I will be asked to fold the laundry, clean the floors and the bathroom when they will be asked to set the table. And it feels like it's unfair. Same thing with my grandparents or aunts and uncles, with a few exceptions. My brother will get asked how their studies are going, and I will get asked how my love life is going. I'm currently at university and on top of one of my classes, and it makes me feel not as important as them. My grandma will always ask me to help her cook or do the chores and not my brothers as they are still sleeping, or she doesn't want to bother them. And I feel like I just don't get the same treatment as them. Do you have any advice? Am I overreacting? How can I talk about it with my family? So we can probably bring this home a little bit. You're going to talk about Grandma Margaret. I am. (laughs) How'd you know that? I was thinking about it as we read this. You know, a lot of people, and and remember, she's from a different country. So the country, Mm -hmm. these cultural difference, culture difference, probably too. Yeah. But, but I also know that Grandma Margaret, we love her dearly. My favorite person. We're going to have to get her on the show. Maybe we'll get her on the show. Why? Let's do it. We should try. She'll probably say no, but we'll try. That'd be a lot of fun. We'll try. You know, she's got this thing that women are in the kitchen and men are out in the field. She grew up on a farm, a very um, uh, dominant father. Apparently, Grandpa. I didn't know Grandpa Bill, but apparently, he was firm and rigid, and it was he was you know the typical man farmer, and the women were in the house baking. So this is what her her programming is for, and that's the only way I can say it. Programming. That all said, I can certainly see why your family you know has this, and I'd like to say back ass you know process of where they things you know way they think things are you know way they think that our roles are to be played. But we are, again, we're back in the 21st century and things have changed. The The internet has certainly, and streaming and YouTube and all, this has done so much for the advancement of people and what people think, you know, what we were and what, where we need to go. This has changed history, this generation especially. Yeah. So there, you know, sometimes it takes generations to to change some of this and get rid of these stigmas. Well, if you think about it, I mean, I just saw a clip of Margot Robbie and she's doing press for the Barbie Mm -hmm. campaign. And she said Barbie was going to the moon before Mm -hmm. women were even allowed to have credit cards. Mm -hmm. So that's recent history. Right. And- you know, for her parents, even they still probably have those more traditional roles. So I got a question for you. Let's imagine this woman had a black belt in Tom McGraw. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's an Israeli hand-to-hand combat, kind of like karate, jujitsu. Okay, okay. You know, taekwondo kind of combination. Okay. And let's just imagine that she was extremely renowned in, in her in her ability of protecting herself. I don't think her parents would really worry about her going out and saying, where are you going? Who are you going to be with? I don't know if that's true. Because I think we do have, I even in my life, I have the same exact thing. I got an older brother and a younger brother. Okay. And they didn't have curfews. They didn't get asked and pestered where they were going. I do think there is a double standard for girls. And, and that might be because girls 
are maybe, you know, more likely to get attacked or, you know, have bad things happen to them. And so mm -hmm. maybe they're just worried about your safety and asking questions to make sure like, hey, if anything happens, like we know where you are and who you went with. So maybe they're just now, concerned. I, I now, I have I, I have a little leg up on all this because yeah. uh, you give me a tracker on you. And, and and not only do I have a tracker on her, she's got a tracker on me. I don't sure know. Sure do. I don't know who has more, who has more fun. You. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but the question is, or the statement is that I ask you sometimes where you're going. Yeah. But I ask your brothers too. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that I know where I, I I always know where we are. So you know, at least I have an idea logistically if there is an issue or a problem, that I'm prepared some way to handle the uh, the curveball as it may come in. Mm -hmm. That might be you going out and saying, you know, something, Dad, I couldn't get Uber, but I'm going to need to get you know, Justin and I are going to need to get back home. I mean, I, I I plan for that in my brain for sure, but it's not because I don't trust you. No, and I get that. And I, I feel like her parents are probably asking more so out of concern too because mm -hmm. um, there's no mention of trust issues. But, but the, I guess how do you... Wait, 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 wait. But, but how do we answer the fact that they expect her to clean the bathroom? That's what and, I'm going to get to And here. they don't go to the brothers and say, hey, you know... Yeah. You know, first week and first and third week, you're on bathroom duty, and second and you know fourth week, she's on bathroom duty, and you guys are going to yes. I mean, that would be the the appropriate thing. So, how do you have that conversation? Do you initiate and say, "Hey, can we have a family meeting?" Yeah. And and then Great you talk idea. about that because her older brother is 20, the the younger one is 13. He can definitely start learning to do laundry and doing these things. But how do you really start and initiate this? It, it you just make it part of the rule of living in this community. No, but like addressing her parents, I would go to them and say, "I feel that we're out of balance, and I and we're in a whole new generation than you guys were in, and can we try something new?" Mm -hmm. I think it's only fair that we we really do share all the duties, and it's not because I was born one way and they were born another way that they get a free pass on that. Mm -hmm. You know, they go to the bathroom, they they piss on the wall, they miss the toilet bowl. It's not up to me to always clean up after them. They got to learn themselves, you know, that we all share in the same duties. I'll make the, I'll do the kitchen on first and third week. They do the kitchen on, you know, the, the first, the second and the fourth week. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we switch around all our duties. You know what I think might be a good angle for this too? I can't wait to hear it. Modern women want modern men that also know how to do household chores. Mm -hmm. No one wants to marry someone nowadays or be with someone and have to do 100% of the household tasks. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to also be setting them up for success and happy and healthy relationships going forward That's if good we point. start, you know, this now. Mom and dad, we got to really think about these boys' futures and yeah. who they're going to be with. I think that if they are traditional, I think that might be a That's really brilliant. good angle. Isn't she brilliant? That's brilliant. Yeah, it might be I'm good. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. But I think you might have some advice here. So ideal outcome, I would like to be able to talk about it with my brothers and my parents without any tensions or mm -hmm. issues. And, 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 key and here, and find a clever way to address my aunt's and uncle's questions while redirecting them towards my accomplishments and not just my love life. Because that's the other angle here. It's like the brothers get asked about school, but she gets asked, oh, who are you dating? And they don't even care about her school. So 
what would be a good way to like redirect? I feel like you could come up with something cheeky. Cheeky? Yeah. I I I I I love to be political and and find a way of saying things without offending people. But it really is just sitting, you know, and I hate to put them on the spot also because if you walk in there and say, by the way, yes, I'm doing very well in school. <laughs> and, you know, we live in a different, you know, we are now, you know, in the year 2023, things are different than back in the day of the archaic 18, 1850s. Mm-hmm. But that's insulting to somebody. It could be, but you could also say just straight out, I'm not interested right now. I'm really focusing on my studies. I actually am at the top of my class. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little smarter than my brothers, you know. Well, you don't have to throw that extra one in there, you know, but I, I, you could just redirect it back. Just anytime, just pivot, pivot. But I I would do it. I I would certainly do it with the with the thought not to humiliate them. Yeah. Not yet. If they don't get the message, then you can level the shit out of them. But, get, <laughs> but, but remember, th- this is a culture. It's hard. Change is hard. I mean, even my grandma, my grandma still does my little brother's laundry. And every time I go home, I'm like, grandma, stop doing Taylor's laundry. Did she do your laundry? No, but I don't, I keep my stuff in like a little suitcase. But did she do your laundry when you were a kid? She used to, she she did it for all of us. If you, everyone, we had our cousin, my dad's nephew, Jason came and visited in Minnesota and my grandma did his laundry all summer. He was there. Made him like, breakfast to go to work. She's amazing. She is literally my favorite person. And I. But that was all culture. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's she doesn't, she driven. likes it. She enjoys doing it. You do not. There's the difference. But I will just say, enjoy cooking with your grandma. We don't get grandmas for a long time. I miss mine. Boog. But enjoy it. And make your brothers do some chores. You can also talk to your brothers. If your parents aren't going to get it, talk to your brothers and say, hey, you guys, we got to we gotta split things up a little between us. And as we finished the last sentence that you were making, I was reflecting back to my nephews and my nieces. Mm-hmm. And I have very good, very solid relationships with my nephews and my nieces that we can communicate. And I would not be hurt or insulted if they, you know, came to me and said, you know, Uncle Jerry, there's something that I really, it disturbs me. Can you help? I think you, if, if you would do something a little different, it would make me feel a little better. Mm-hmm. And I would digest that. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't find that uh, insulting. And that to me is delivering the message with elegance. Mm-hmm. So maybe that you, you do try that one first. Yeah. Okay, moving along. Okay. Story number three. Number three? Number three. I can count. Look at you. Me and my partner, both 25, have been together for five years. I'm struggling with the lack of intimacy slash affection from his side. I know he loves me and wants to build a life with me. At the moment, we are looking to buy a house together. For background, we both work 40 hours a week. However, I'm the main breadwinner. He works extremely hard. I'm only saying this because he comes home from work and expects to be showered with love from me. When we sit watching TV, he expects to have his neck rubbed and things like that. I can't cuddle into him because he gets too hot. Same at night. He wants his back rubbed while brushing his teeth, but then doesn't want to cuddle unless it's him being cuddled. On top of this, we've had several arguments over the fact that I do all of the cooking and all of the household chores. He acknowledges that I do more than him, but also thinks it is reasonable 
as he has a 40-minute commute to work and I work from home. I've tried to explain that, yes, I work from home and I'm happy to take on a little more, but I also sit at my desk for over eight hours a day working. I'm not sitting with my feet up. I wouldn't mind doing most of the cooking if I received some affection when he gets home. Instead, I'm left to do it all. I feel like the energy is just being drained out of me, and I often end up having a little cry because of it. I've tried talking to him, but he just acknowledges it, but does nothing to change it. I love him, and I'm scared to lose him, but I can't keep up this cycle. Remember the story of the sugar pile? Mm-hmm. This is a sugar pile. Also, let your parents listen to this story where this woman is doing it all and is tired of it to get the brothers in line, mm-hmm. to be modern people that are partners and not like this. Yeah, this, this is, is brutal. This is, this is servitude. I know this is very minimal info, but what do you think about the overall compatibility here? I think there's a problem. There's an imbalance. And the answer is, is that, you know, as I'm thinking, this is what you see is what you get. This is not going to improve. I mean, it, it, at least I don't see it improving unless there's some drastic measures taken where he does get a wake up call. Um, you know, why isn't he rubbing your feet? Why isn't he showing affection in a different love language that does work with you that you can say, you know, it's really nice, honey, that I'm rubbing your back and doing this shit for you. But you ever think about rubbing my feet and, and just, you know, giving me a hug or, you know, again, a little goes a long way when mm-hmm. you're getting nothing. And he's not giving you anything. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to have to really make some hard decisions here. And I know that you feel compatible and you feel everything's wonderful, but you're also saying it's not so wonderful. Yeah. Well, and with someone that has kind of been approached with these issues, like she says, I've tried talking to him, but he just acknowledges it, but does nothing to change it. Yeah, he's not inspired. Well, and how many times can you have that? conversation can't can beat a dead horse with the conversation yeah when when do you know it's enough when do you know it's done when do you know when it's a wrap yeah when you start thinking about it and you're you're keeping score it's a wrap that's the sign that it's a wrap yeah and i know you have some years invested and it didn't go to waste because you learned a lot about relationships and what you do want and it may not the 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 one that you, that will give you what you do want may may not show up tomorrow. Well, if you broke up today, he may not be there tomorrow, or she, or who whoever your mate will be. It might be a, a minute, mm-hmm. and but when they do show up and you do find it, uh, it's like wow, uh, I'm witnessing this with my son. You know, he thought that there would be someone that would never replace. Every time he broke up, I'll never find another woman like that one. I love her so much. And la, la, la. Yeah. And we all heard that. We've all heard this. We've yeah, all said we, we've it. All, we've all, we, we've we, all been there. We've all been there. And now he's he's got this new person in his life. It's been there for about a month. And he has fun with her. And, it's, and I hear all the things I want to hear as a dad because it's very positive. And even though it's new, you know, okay. Yeah. And we all know, let's just, let's get through that, that year where everyone gets comfortable and all of a sudden the real, the real, the real them pop out. And if the real them was there in the beginning, you got a great one. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I'm looking at age again. They're both 25, Mm -hmm. like young. You're at a point where, you know, 
I think you kind of mentioned it, like you invested a lot of time and we, I have been there myself mm-hmm. in past relationships where I'm like, that sunken cost fallacy is what you call it. Like, oh, I we don't want to give up all you this always, time I put in. You always have a name for all this stuff. Where do you come up with this, these um, names? I don't know. You must read. You must read. Sometimes. Read stuff. But you're at an age like, <laughs> maybe because you started dating when he, you was you were 20. Right. And you've done all of this. It's like, why do I want to start? You got it, hon. Like, he's been spoiled. And the reality is like, I just don't think he's going to change. Like you're, you're trying to ask. And if he's not willing to step it up, then I don't think he respects you enough because we don't live in the fifties. We aren't meant to be housekeepers and maids and therapists and all of this. We are, we are meant to be respected as a partner. Well, if you are a sugar manufacturer and you have a sugar cane field in your backyard and you can keep creating this sugar and keep pouring it on and you don't feel depleted at all, hey, great. But if you're not that sugarcane farmer and you are pouring loads and loads of mountains of love on this thing and you're not getting any of it back, you will go bankrupt. Yeah. And that is, you will go emotionally bankrupt. And we don't want to see that for you. Ideal outcome, a way to get through to him that this isn't fair. Simple. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many times you can have a conversation if it's not working. Would you consider maybe asking for a break? I was thinking the same thing. In this situation? I was thinking the same thing in my brain. Because for someone like this, if you take a break and he has to do all of the cooking, all of the chores on his own, Like, do you think that would maybe help like shock him and be like, damn, I had it really good. Like, I do need to pick it up. I do need to help. You in in the look, they may go for a break and he'll find another. He'll say, look, I'm not getting, you know, we're broken up. I'm going to find somebody else. And he'll find another person to step right in that trap. And you'll realize, well, he's got another one to step in the trap. But that bottom line is it's not you in the trap. You're out. You're free. Time to move on. Mm -hmm. It. There is that risk. I got it. But it. I've always learned at the end of the day, it always works out for the best. And, I, and some people, some of you out there might say I'm full of shit and, you know, don't even say that crap. But it. I really have experienced it. I mean, I'm 65. Mm-hmm. I've, had my, I've had my heart broken number of times, not once, not twice. And the, the answer is, is that you recover from it and you go forward and you, and then if you ever bump into them, you go, wow, did I get pulled over for a ticket and let go with a warning? And boy, was that great. Mm-hmm. Cause you can appreciate that now that you see it in a different light, they really weren't the one. Yeah. And that's okay too. hundred percent. So you'll, you'll find out. I mean, Yes, we can make them the one or we can say, you know, it's time to move on. I think a break could be really healthy. Even if you're, you know, you don't want to fully move on. You just say like, I think we need to live separately a little bit mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Like I, it could help, but I don't think right now, like you're 25 and you're unhappy. It's yeah. unfair. It's not sustainable. Black, it, this is a binary question for you. Is it working Yes or no? Not, eh, it's 
part of the time it is, that's gray. It's binary. It's zero, one. Is it working? And the answer that we obviously are picking up here is it is a no. It is not working. So do something drastic. Because if it's not gonna, if it's not working on 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 the friendly little, you know, honey, can we do this a little differently or that, and that's not getting the message, make 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 it well known. Today I walked into a situation and I just said, this isn't working, and either you're gonna get on board or or or, or you can depart, but it isn't working this way. Mm-hmm. And I and and I set out an expectation when we first met. And you chose to ignore that. And I I don't need to deal with it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gray. It's black or white. Yes or no. Is it working? There you go. Okay. Keep us posted. Uh, and I'm sure you, the, the comments out there will be plentiful. Yes. And we've said this before on past episodes. A breakup isn't always the end. Like, my brother and his wife have now been married since 2015, mm-hmm. and they broke up multiple times over my, the course of their 11-year relationship. My two nephews, with a total of five nieces and nephews after them, they took they took a they took a trial they took a time apart. Yeah, it sometimes is the best thing for your relationship. So don't 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 think because you you did take that space that it went away. Sometimes it really got you where you needed to get to. For sure. Okay, okay. moving along. Four. four. Yes, ma'am. Number four. Yes, ma'am. I, 22 female, have always had a bad relationship with my mother. I'm from Argentina and I'm moving to Spain next year. English is not my first language, so bear with me. My parents divorced when I was three years old, and a few years later, my mom got together with another guy, which I've never had a good relationship with. Since I was a kid, I felt like my mother wanted me to be the perfect girl that does girly things and dressed all pink with glitter. I grew up with two older brothers, so I was never very girly or feminine. She always talked shit about my father. She told me he didn't love me or didn't want to spend time with me, but I learned that it wasn't like that, and it was my mother who never wanted us to spend time with him. She also made her own life with her new husband, sometimes even leaving me and my brothers behind when we were nearly eight slash nine years old. They traveled, went out for dinner, went to the beach together, but there was always an excuse to leave us behind. Always lies, and that always hurt me because I felt like she hated us. When I was 13 years old, the relationship broke apart completely, and I feel like I can't fix it in any way. At the time, I started to shape who I am, started to listen to metal, dressing all black with metal-related t-shirts, playing games like Mortal Kombat, racing games and all that. I stopped being the submissive girl that couldn't say no, that let everyone treat her like shit if it meant being liked by them. My mother hated that. She always told me I was behaving like a boy or I wasn't feminine enough, and I started to believe it was true. I thought that I wasn't normal, that I was broken. So I started to hurt myself. I started therapy after my parents found out, and it helped me understand that I wasn't broken or weird, that I was just myself, and that I should never let anyone tell me who I should be. But that made everything worse until I grew up, and she had to accept that, that I was who I am and who I want to be. But... Then she found out other things to make me feel bad with. I'm 22 years old now and the relationship is still awful. And sometimes I feel like it could be better, but I know it's not possible. So I'm in a crossroad between wanting to have at least a decent relationship with her and cutting her off from my life when I leave the country. 
please help. Wow. It goes to show you how, you know, kids really interpret all the behaviors of parents. And yeah. parents don't really have a clue when they're so young and being immature and just, you know, they, they have these kids, but they have no idea on how they're going to interpret and the responsibility for their mental growth that, 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 that's in their um, purview or it's part of their, their jobs to do, mm-hmm. for lack of a description. Let's, let's just role play this a second, Morgan. We, you're the mother and I'm, and I'm, and I'm the, and I'm the daughter. And I go to the mother and say, you know, you were so this or that. I, I'm, I'm the way I am. I'll sort of, I'm the way I am because of you. And I need to take some space or we have to find a way of healing each other. How are you going to handle that being this mother? What, what, What do you think your response is going to be? It's not going to be positive. It's not going to be good. Not going to be good. <laughs> so the answer is, is that I don't know if the mother didn't take her take responsibility of, of 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 you as a priority when she was nineteen and twenty and twenty one. What makes me think she'll do it when she's forty five? It no nothing. So I mean, your answer is is unfortunately this was the the bad deck of cards that in some ways that you were dealt. Now she may have brought some good, good things to, to the table. I mean, she, I mean, compared to some people that their mothers just abandoned them and go and they're gone. I mean, honestly, that might be better. Uh, this is very, this is a very emotionally abusive. It, it is. Person. It's not good. So, you know, you, you're going to have to come into the terms that this is, I mean, you could try to have a conversation with her, but typically I believe in no matter how you approach it, it's going to be a, a firefight. And if, and if you can go to her and say, mom, I do not want to have a firefight with this, but we have to have a way of having a conversation that we can both grow from it. Maybe that will do it. I just don't know if it's possible. I'm not trained in it. I mean, I know that when I have conversations with people, I try to, you know, disarm the problem and I try directness and I try to be honest and I try to go in with integrity to say there's no way you can argue your way around all these realities. Yeah. This is real and let's just deal with what we have on the table. And at the end of it, we can decide, do we want to have a relationship or do we need not to have a relationship for the short term or long term? And Look, you're already there. You already you're you're already weighing out yeah. divorcing your mother and going on with your life and leaving her out of it. Um and it breaks your probably breaks your heart to think that you might have to do that because, you know, at the roots of it, she is your mom and I, I and you recognize that because you still call her your mom. I would try the conversation. And what would you say? Because they have to give everyone a little bit more info. Yeah. They have tried therapy together, but she thinks it's useless. Also, she's Christian. So that's why me listening to metal was a huge deal. Well, her 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 listening to metal was just her acting out. I don't and finding herself. Finding herself, yeah, not acting out. I think well, and like to kind of put this back into the theme of like defying gender roles and going against them. Mm-hmm. Her mom did want the girly girl that liked all pink and glitter, not the girl that wears all black and listens to metal. Like her mom almost wanted a doll versus mm-hmm. a child. I got it. And so that is hard, but it's like 
gender is so fluid. And just because you listen to metal doesn't make you less of a woman. Like this is, this just goes to show how emotionally immature the mom is. So coupled with all the, the facts of they went to therapy and the mom thought it was useless. Do you just kind of move and let the distance kind of ease? Might, might. Like, kind of. They, like, tri- they tried one. It didn't work. What? They tried one item. It didn't work. You yeah. go If you try one thing that doesn't work, try the next thing. I mean, the, at the end of the day, you have to be able to function through your life and be happy with, you know, with your life. And it's not about her. It's about you being happy. And mm-hmm. it's not about pleasing her anymore. Uh, it's about, you know, finding your, what makes you happy and function well and get along and have people in your life that you feel f- fulfilled. It, some people are very happy without anybody in their life. They like just their own solitude. Yeah, It doesn't mean that you have to. It, it, you, this is all about your life, not your mom's life. Yes. And, you know, it. it's now at the part where, you know, she wanted to, you know, go to the beach without you now she can have all the time in the world without you and she can start saying wow look what i blew and if she says you know we don't get together you'll say mom you're welcome to come visit me and if you want to focus on us come focus on us and 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 i'd like to you know there's rules i mean i have a life i have to go to work i have this to do and you know we're we're both adults now yeah but try that and see you know how that you know, uh, hits her taste buds. And if she's really looking to participate because you're no longer kids, both of you are growing up. Yeah. Remember she was a kid when she had you probably her behavior was one of a child. I'm going out with my boyfriend. I'm leaving you behind. Very, very immature, emotionally immature. There's actually a great, great book. It's for children of emotionally immature parents. Mm -hmm. And it's a great book. And it might be one that would be really helpful for you. But I think, you know, this question here, I'm torn between wanting to have at least a decent relationship with her and cut her off from my life. I think the only way to have a decent relationship is solid boundaries, actually enforcing them. When your mom gets negative, hey, I'm going to remove myself anytime you get negative. If we're on a phone call, I'm going to, I'm going to hang up. We're not going to talk anymore and enforce that. But I do really think the distance will, will help. It'll Probably. let you spread your wings. Yeah. And not worry about pleasing her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving along. Last one. Okay. Short and sweet. All right, let's go. I'm ready for it. Hey, Jerry, love the podcast. Really appreciate your take on everything and hoping you can talk me through the following. I have a job that pays really well. My boyfriend has a job that pays average. I have absolutely no problem with this, especially since he loves his job and I love mine. That's all I care about. My boyfriend is very supportive of me making more money than him and sometimes says something like, quote, I want you to know I'm not with you because you make money. His brother's girlfriend does not have a job and goes to school. The brother makes a lot of money and pays for all of his girlfriend's groceries, activities, doesn't charge her rent, etc., and seems to like taking care of someone like this. Sometimes I feel self-conscious about making money and wonder if my boyfriend wants a girlfriend where he could take care of someone financially. Stupid, historic gender roles. I think that when you guys come to the conclusion that we are a couple and 
money is just a an item out there to sustain to sustain us that it doesn't matter who makes it mm-hmm. that's the way i've always been um typically yeah i was the one that would go out and make the money and and support everybody and do that but there were times where things were rough on me and i remember even with uh, mom you know i lost my business Mm-hmm. And mom was there to you know to pick up the slack, she, she, and it was, it was never the fact I, I'm doing this for you. It was you know we 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 survived as a couple. We survived as a as a family. Yeah. Do you feel because there are a lot of guys out there who are insecure if their girlfriend makes more than them? I think those gender roles in the cis mm-hmm. relationships are very common. And I have a friend right now that is a very successful woman and mm-hmm. she'll go on dates. And oftentimes that is an issue for guys that she is so successful and intimidating. And I think in her past relationship, it was something that was embarrassing for her ex-boyfriend too. I, I think if the, if the person, if the people themselves define it saying, this is not going to be an issue for us. Mm-hmm. This is just the way that we, we roll. Um, it works out fine. Yeah. Um, I do know that I have a, uh, a family member that the woman is definitely the breadwinner in the beginning of the relationship. Her boyfriend at the time had a tough time. He just wasn't in that income stream. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, it, it bugs me or this or that. And I said, we don't see that. We we only look at you as a person that gives her love, understanding, and however you guys float your boat, that's up to you guys. We, we have no judgment on you. So if yeah. you're going to have that judgment, it's not coming from us. You own it on your own. We don't care. I, I can certainly say, I don't care. Yeah. There are times where you would foot the bill for who you were dating and mom would have a fit. And I would say, it doesn't matter because it, when it, when it works out and the, the tides turn, if you're with that person and you guys love each other, you guys don't make money. The, the, the thing. Yeah. Leave it out. Well, it's, it's about survival. And we both definitely, are, we both should be able to go out and enjoy each other and not say this or that. So I've, I have dated women that were um, more conscious of it, and to me, uh, it frustrated me on two different on two different levels. One, it would frustrate me that they wouldn't want to participate in the case of where they felt it was always the man's obligation. Mm, yeah, I remember I went on a date. I, I, we, Lauren, you and I met this this is a couple oh, of years ago. Oh yeah, we met her playing uh, beanbags uh, bean at bag. a bar one Saturday. Yeah. And the, the woman wanted, you know, they invited us back to her house and you know, she was this this woman was hot on me. I don't understand why. Yeah. You and took her out to dinner. I took her out to dinner and my credit card had had got stopped for inactive. They just stopped. Yeah. It, it it didn't go through. And I said I'm having a problem with my card for some reason. Can you pay for, you know, for dinner? And she was pissed. She was very pissed. Yeah. Never. And she got very defensive. Never in my life have I ever seen this kind of thing. And I said, trust me, you'll have your money by the end of the evening. And I went back and I went to the bank, got through, got money, went back, gave her the money. And I just, and I just thought to myself, never again 
No. Would I even a- attempt to go out with this individual with that behavior? No, that's a little... That was not a partner. And when you go yeah. out with somebody, you want to know that you're going out with a partner in life that would be there. Because shit happens. Yeah. It is interesting. You but I think that, huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got a good memory. I think with, with you, though, like our writer, it's just everyone has different relationships different dynamics Mm -hmm. i know you know me personally justin paid for a lot more at the beginning of our relationship Mm -hmm. because i was unemployed and now if i pay for a trip sometimes he feels bad and i'm like why if roles and i do ask him this i go if roles were reversed and you were paying for everything i wouldn't feel bad i go Mm -hmm. i'm buying i'm buying like one airline ticket for you get over it Mm -hmm. and then he gets out of his own little head so sometimes you know we get in our heads Mm -hmm. But this is nothing to even worry about. Your boyfriend doesn't mind. This is this. You guys are you, you guys are a unit, and mm-hmm. sometimes you have to just not keep score. If you're keeping score, again, as soon as you start keeping score, the game is over. No, and it doesn't sound like this one's keeping score. I mean, the ideal outcome is I know my boyfriend loves me and doesn't want someone who makes less money. So the ideal outcome would be to convince myself, F that. I'm a bad bitch who makes good money. Watch your feet. A glass ceiling just broke. Mm-hmm. It is hard. I've been in this mindset myself because I, Justin, did make a lot more money than me. And now, like... It's more even. And I have also girlfriends that make way more than their boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of a touchy. Money is always a kind of a touchy subject, I think. And it's touchy when when the per, when somebody else shows it and 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 highlights I, it. I yeah, maybe that's a me thing. I have it, very it, it, uncomfortable it, relationship it, with money. If everyone could just chill out and just realize it's just part of the air we breathe. That we have to sustain ourselves yeah. and get over it. Just I know, realize, but, but it don't make a baby. You're going to go to the market if this person is buying food. Go to the market and buy a bag of food and bring it in, and don't make a big deal. I say, I got great dinner for us tonight, and make it. I will say, and I think with a lot of the stories in this theme, we have seen great progress in terms of gender role, mm-hmm. and like going against them and changing them, and you know all of that. But I will say there are some still like remnants. And I think guys thinking they need to be the breadwinner is still a remnant. And I think there's a lot out there that don't mind and they're getting past it. But I think the others might take a little more time. And that's just a part of progress. And by the way, it's not only the man that has to get get past it. The women that they're with have got to invite it as well and and make it not an issue. Because let me tell you, I, I've gone on dates where women, and I've always, for some reason, managed to make money and to come back when I when I when I have fallen down. But I've had, I remember, I went out with a woman. She says, "On paper, you are not very good," and it's like, "Where do bye. you? Yeah, then bye." But I will say, like, this is why there's someone for everyone because she also gives an example here. His brother's girlfriend, the brother's her boyfriend's brother pays for everything Mm -hmm. that works for their relationship, Mm -hmm. their relationship. She makes a little more that works for their relationship. So the bottom line here is like defy whatever role you want to defy. There's going to be someone for you. Mm -hmm. If you're not working, you're not meshed up. You're just not compatible. That is the, there's someone for you though. That is the most direct and most honest statement right there. Because there are people out there 
there's a shoe for every foot. Yeah. And Don't you, yuck and, someone's yum. And, and if you're if you're having an issue about it, just dump it and go forward. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Literally, that's all I got. Okay. We're gonna that's the wrap that's for the, the show. Episode. So so uh thank you all for chiming in this week and we have more coming. Yeah, there's going to be some Patreon stuff. Uh, Two Hot Takes has free Patreon content in July. Now we're going to get into the in-laws. So that'll be next week's episode for you. It's going to be good. So chime in next week for in-laws. Okay. And they want to hear the good thing? I get to hear it tonight. Hey. <laughs> bye. Bye, everybody.